Welcome to the Upstaging Gentleman Podcast. This is Michael with Play With Your Food Productions. And Nathan Prince with Legendary Productions. And uh, Nathan, we got, we're doing a, uh, something brand new this time. We've never tried this before. So we've actually got somebody who has called in to discuss with us. Oh, sweet. And uh, so this is JK. And he has, uh, he's, I actually asked him, he sent in a question and I just, you know, he, JK is a dad, I'm a dad, you're a dad. And, um, when I read this, it kind of made the blood boil a little bit hmm. right here. And so I asked him if he would be willing to call in and talk about this exper- experience he had with a theater company. Uh, but you know, mainly his question was he was doing a show with his daughter and the directors were not treating the children with respect. In fact, they were actually yelling at the children. And then it sounded like that there was some name calling going going on here. And so um, we won't mention um, the name of the company, but JK, are you, are you there? Can you hear us? I am, absolutely. All right. Could you share a little bit more about your experience? So just, uh, tell- actually... Actually, well, J.K., before we start, I've, I've never met you. My name is Nathan, buddy. I'm glad I'm glad you jumped on the show and um, supporting our podcast. Really appreciate it. I think you've submitted a, a question for us before, right? He was the one that submitted the question about the Inland Theater League. Oh, all the hard questions. Thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> yeah we got some yeah. email. We got some email over that one, J.K. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> well, th- well, thanks for joining us, and I, I really appreciate you supporting what we're doing, what we got going on. So give us a little bit of rundown on kind of what happened, and we'll, we'll dive into it. I, well, um, you know, just my daughters kind of, you know, enjoy the whole theater. I know the idea of theater, and, I, you know, I feel like it's kind of my duty to expose them to that. And we auditioned for a show. It was a cool show. Uh, we both got in, and we went to the first rehearsal. Now, you know, you hear people talk a lot about red flags, right? Right. And... and there were several red flags that, as a dad, I should have picked up on, but I, you know, that optimism gets you sometimes. So I gave it the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know what? Maybe she had a bad day at work, or maybe you know, it's just a bad day. I won't know. I won't. I won't you know. Rustle, rustle feathers at the first rehearsal. Fair enough. So we go through the calls get staggered, so we don't have to go for like three rehearsals. But then we finally go, and. They're learning this song. Now, keep in mind, at this time, my daughter was about nine. And so, a nine-year-old, you know, she's hearing these songs. She's learning it. She's taking music classes. You know, she's been, you know, she's been trained, so she understands music. But, you know, she's nine. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, what else can you say? She's nine. <laughs> and they're singing this song, and one chord just goes real sour. And I mean, even us parents, like, you know, all of us on the sideline, I'm like, ooh, that was interesting. So it was bad. <laughs> we did it. You know, it was bad. Now, I just feel as a director of children, as a teacher myself, you know, patience is the key when it comes to teaching young people. When I say there was zero patience, it was a, it was, it was a stand-up, stop, 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 stop it, stop. Stops the musical director, stops the kids from singing, like, just stops everything. And literally says, you have got to be kidding me. You've had this music for, you know, however long, however many weeks. And it's absurd 
that you can't do this. <clears throat> now, keep in mind, this is mine and my daughter's first rehearsal as, yeah. you know, being called after, like, you have a big first rehearsal where you met everyone. This is our next rehearsal. So we haven't been here for anything that they've done. And I'm taken back. I look over at the stage manager. And I'm like, uh, dang, I, is it that big of a deal? Again, I'm like, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe she has a stressful job. Maybe she just is on edge. Maybe that's her personality. I don't know. I'm trying to make excuses for this director. I really am. But it comes to a point where she says something along the lines of, like, you have to be a complete idiot to not get how easy this song is. Like, just listen to it and sing it. And I'm like, whoa. At that point, that's enough. Because I don't talk to my daughter like that. Right. A stranger, a stranger's not going to. Correct. You know, I mean, it's still, like, it was nothing more than that. Like, you're not going to talk to my daughter in that manner. Because I don't. So I go over to the stage. I'm like, come on, honey, let's go home. And so the director looks at me and says, uh, is there a reason why you're interrupting my rehearsal? And I'm like, yes, we're leaving. <laughs> we, we, we're leaving. Well, I guess she didn't like that. And she has some things to say to me. Well, know this and that. And, you know, I'm glad you're raising her to be this. And this and I'm glad you're just setting a good example. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I walk up to the table. And I'm not, now, Michael's seeing me. I'm not necessarily a small person. But I like to think that I'm not intimidating. <laughs> right. You know, I, I like to think that I'm not intimidating. So... I walk up to the table and I'm like, ma'am, the way you're treating these children is unacceptable. Anybody, any parent who would have been here to hear you speak to their children like that would do the exact same thing I'm doing. You are nothing but a bully and we will not be a part of this. And I promise you, <laughs> this lady looks me in my face and says, you know what? Calling my husband and you might want to be gone by the time he gets here. What? Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I got loud, yes, said, I said my piece, and I was going to leave anyway. Now you've called, now you've introduced a new, a new element. Threatened me with somebody coming here to do something to me. Being a father, that, being a father, that, you know, that's when you got to weigh the options, pros and cons. Like, that's, that's my firstborn. There's my baby. She's here with me. Right. I don't want her to see me any other way than what she knows me as. Right. Because I was definitely ready to get out of character at, at this moment. Oh, I, I could imagine. I'd be like, I'll, I'll sit down and wait for him. Exactly. exactly you know, I'll, I'll be right I'll, here. This is um, Nathan and I are enjoying this part very much. This is this is the conversation <laughs> that we just hope people will have with us. Oh, I wish that. I, this is the kind of podcast I want to do. In fact, we, we want to, yeah, we, we actually, you know, do we, should we go, should we go, uh, maybe we should go audition there. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, and, and it's just, and it, and like, and seeing her, you know, I'm still holding her hand through all of this while I'm barking at this woman, <laughs> you know, like, love you, keep three things in mind here. Like, I, as I said before, I speak to my children very, in a, in a, I'll speak to them in a manner to make them feel like you can talk to me about anything. Right. Right. So I don't yell at them. I don't get mad at them over everything. I mean, anger is, you know, you know, discipline is discipline when discipline is needed. Right. You know? And so she's seeing me not only raise my voice at another person, 
she's not only seeing me raise my voice at a woman because she knows I never speak to her mother that way. Right. <laughs> you know, so she so she's seeing me in a light that I don't like right now. Right. And now you're telling me somebody's going to come here and do something to me. Now her safety is my concern. So we leave. And we haven't been affiliated since. Now, I can say that, you know, being in our close-knit theater community, I did tell the story to a couple of people, and they were like, oh, okay, I know that person, and I, and I know who to talk to about that person, because you are not the first parent to say something. Right. And I'm like, oh, so she's still there, even though other parents have said something. Now I'm really upset. <laughs> you know? Well, and so... Well, I, you know, I, I gotta say, you know, even JK, even though your daughter saw you in a, maybe in a new light, you know, she, she also saw you sticking up for her. She also saw you show her model for her, how to handle a situation and not to allow herself to be bullied in that situation, not to allow herself to be talked down to. And, uh, I, I, that, that for me, that's huge right there. In, in I, mean, so. I mean, and, and you know, hindsight, I can see that side. And at the time, that was, you know, the adrenaline was pumping. And yeah. I just, I just didn't, I mean, it's just, it's, it's weird to see someone behave that way towards your child. And your child is not used to it. So, so you know, she looks at me like, what is this? Right. <laughs> like, like this woman just called me an idiot, daddy. And I'm like, yeah, I heard. <laughs> you know, like, it's like we said that with eye contact. You know, like she looked at me, I looked at her. I was like, yeah, we need to go. All right, well, when, when it comes to dads and daughters, the gloves are off. We'll did say you feel, uh, JK, did you feel a little, um, I'll say a little sad that you knew that you were taking her out of something that was special for her? Did you feel that in the moment? Like, man, this is a good opportunity for her. I feel bad that I'm taking it out. Did you, because oh. I've had not quite the same situation, but where you have to make a decision as a dad or a parent, and you're like, you know, they really want this. Is it worth risk versus reward? Did you have any of those emotions at that time? Um, not in that moment, no. It wasn't until I got home, you know, I was talking about hindsight earlier. It wasn't until I sat down, I was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, maybe I could have done something different. You know, maybe I could have, you know, approached with a little bit more caution. I didn't have, because I did, I mean, I walked in the middle of the person. And I, as a director, I know, like, any director would be like, what the hell are you doing? You know, right. but I mean, like I walked from the wing to the stage and was like, no. Yeah, no, no. And I, and I, and I think that's a great, obviously, I think everyone that will listen to this will agree that's a good option. I mean, that's the best decision. I would have, at any theater, any show I've ever been a part of, if a parent walks up on stage with their kid, go for it. I'll pause rehearsal and wait. That's, that's her child. I dare you to say something like, tell me not to see my child. Like, come on, really? Like. That's not a that's not a good idea, especially if they're being mistreated. But I just know sometimes, like even in moments where I'm trying to defend my kids or something, I go, "Oh man, this is a sucky outcome." You know, there's a little bit of like, mm. but there's other opportunities though. So I think what Mike said is important. What you did is you showed her a good example. Now you did better than me because I would like to say that I would have left, but I probably would have said, "You know, I'm actually glad your husband's coming because I'd love to talk to him instead of you." being a man and all. So I probably would have probably enjoyed that, but I would have left, I think too, especially after I calmed down a little bit, but, right, but so, so JK, now I get, now I got to ask. So you, you, did you ever find out what the husband looks like? 
<laughs> like you did, huh? I bet you 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 Facebook stalked and saw, huh? <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I did. I, uh, I, I, just, I just, like, I really wanted to just kind of distance, you know, because, like, I just, I, things like that bother me. And, and there was also another kicker on the whole situation was, like, it had, it couldn't have been 90 days. A couple months down the road, like, the same company also exposed because they had, like, staff members that were texting, like, 15 and 16-year-old actors. Mm. And I'm like, and I'm the kind of parent, like, my daughter, like, now my daughter's 11. Oh, like, she doesn't have anything to talk to an adult about. Right. You know, like, she has nothing that's going on in her life that I can't know about, that I don't know about. And she has nothing, an adult shouldn't have anything to say to an 11 year old in that regard. Right. Like, it's it, it, like, and I mean, I've been in lots of shows with children. And even though, like, if I, like, if I share a scene, I don't even speak to that child unless the director's there. I'll be like, like, hey, little Susie, uh, can you come, come talk to the director with me? And then I'll talk to the director. I'll say, hey, I think in this scene, you know, this, 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 and this. Director, what do you think? I like, I'm not pulling little Susie off to the side and talking to her by herself because as an adult, I don't have anything to say to little Susie. Right. Director, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this seems like common sense to me. But... So what, what was your question? I, I missed the whole thing. Mike didn't read me the question. Is something about vetting or something? What was the question? Yeah, like, like why is there no vetting process? Like, for not only, like, because I, like, as a teacher, you know, I've gotten live scans every year for, like, the last eight, nine years for something, whether it's coaching something or tutoring or something. So, like, I'm always going through a process just to be a volunteer, like why? Like how come? I, how come I, our local companies don't do that? Like, or if they do, I mean, how how is the how is the process? I mean, I just I just know that the companies I've been a part of, you know, I've worked with, I've worked very closely with RHP. I've worked very closely with Shakespeare and the Vines, uh, Full Circle Players, um, you know, uh, Temecula Valley Players, and it's I they, they, there's always there's always a process. There's always something put in place. Well, I I think to, to answer part of that question. It sounds like a live scan wouldn't have told you this person was not too intelligent. You know, like that, that doesn't quite give you, that, that doesn't give you, that doesn't give you the information you're wanting. Now, criminally, that will give you some information, obviously, but I'll speak, I'll speak for my theater company and just my experience. It's always a little hard because that's why most of the time I end up directing the shows because I'm very cautious about not just the brand or quality but my, my whole philosophy with theater is there's not a lead in a show. There's people that have bigger tracks. But my philosophy is you're an ensemble because someone has to flip the lights on. Somebody has to run the music. Somebody has to block the show, choreograph the show, music direct the show. Somebody has to move props on and off stage. So I look at shows as a very big ensemble piece. And I think it's very hard to put that trust, especially when it's your livelihood and your, your brand you're trying to create. So you actually sometimes suffer because of, I mean, I could tell you, I have probably a, I don't know how many, a handful of emails of people saying, I'd like to direct a show. I would like to choreograph. Well, I would like you to as well, but I don't know you. And it's not even, obviously it's the safety of the kids and safety of the, the team. Cause People can be real sweet, and then all of a sudden they get on stage and they're like, I said, come down stage. Whoa, bro, calm down. 
you're you're okay. It's just a show. We'll get through it. You know, like I definitely have seen that, but it, it is very tricky. And sometimes you just don't know until you're in the mix. And I think it's the producer's job at that point to go, hey, it was a good run. You got to go, you know, like just you learn by doing, but I don't know what, I don't know what you could have done to vet that situation well, that you had. You know, is, is it, would you, would you, JK, would you say that this was a, like a big theater organization? Um, I'm not too big. I mean, like, they're not like, they're not like touring or anything like that, but, um, it was close by, you know, and, uh, and they offered stipends, you know, so, you know, like, it's always cool, you know, to go with the money. And, yeah. But, uh, but it, it just became, I don't, I, I don't know if it was the fact that it was, I don't know if it was the fact that there was pay that it felt that to be a, a little tough. Or, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, like, I'm, all right, look, small confession. I love community theater. I love being in community theater shows. Like, it's, it's, I feel like in community theater shows, I get an opportunity to partially, you know, act, I guess. <laughs> you know, because community theaters, well, community theaters like a group of people that just love acting, getting on stage and acting. Right. That's the beautiful part of it. Love that part. You know, ain't nobody there for a paycheck, because ain't nobody getting paid. <laughs> you know, like, ain't nobody there for any other reason other than the fact that they like acting, they wanted to be in the show, and they're here. Like, I appreciate that. But I feel like sometimes when you start getting into, you start getting money involved, like, it, it is a job. It, it becomes a job at that point because somebody is, you know, giving you money in exchange for your services. Right. So I understand that you have standard expected, but I mean, goodness, I mean, can it, can it be standard on both ends? Right. In that regard. Like, just, I mean, like, I don't like the, like, you know, it's almost like a feeling of ownership, like, well, we're paying you. Like, yeah, but you still don't own me. Right. Like, you're paying me, yeah, but you would have had to pay anybody who was in this role. You know, so, like, don't. I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you when there's a sense of, um, because at Legendary, we give a small gas stipend or a thank you stipend, depending right. on where gas prices are. It's not even that sometimes. But um, we we give a stipend. And the reason for that is because I've done community theater my whole life, literally. I've done professional. I've done community. With community theater, when there's not money, there is a sense of like camaraderie or I'll say brother or sisterhood of like, wow, we're a team, we're a family. And when we offer a stipend, there are some actors that come in and then they go, oh, it's a job. Well, yes, it is. But don't miss the connection. You know what I mean? Like you miss out on it. But with a check, sometimes you do as a director, you get to say, well, here's the deal. And, and there are people, well, it's just volunteer. I'll show up when I want to. When there's uh -huh. a contract and a small stipend, there's a little bit of, I'll use the word control where you're like, no, you signed the contract, you're getting pay. This is what you agreed to. Now, do you have to be a jerk in the process? Absolutely not. But I think I what you're saying is very accurate. I think both sides, it's it's tricky. Yeah, so... Well, as we as we uh, so let's let's look at the takeaways as we start to wrap it up, and I think you know the first thing for as for any any director producer that is listening to this, I mean you can see we've got J.K. on here, 
and is just really upset about the way that his daughter was treated. Now, director, producer, remember, you're going to be directing people, and this is somebody's child. It's somebody's brother, somebody's sister, somebody's wife, somebody's, you know, it's, it's they are, you know, there's, there's uh, people attached here. And, right. and uh, it's just like, you know, any dad, you're, you're, you're entrusting them to an organization, uh, you know, check your attitude before you go in there and direct, because like, I don't know when, when JK, when I read your, your email in there that the yelling was happening and you've got to be kidding me. What, what kind of an idiot is like, like that? Those are, those are, those are fighting words for the dad when those are, you know, oh, yeah. and, and, and so I, I just think, you know, and, and then you mentioned like, you know, the vetting process. So for a producer, somebody, some director is going to represent your company. I think that you got to be real careful about, you know, who you're going to pick. No, not just their quality, um, but their temperament and, you know, what, what type of a reputation. Yeah. Um, you mentioned vetting. There's absolutely some type of vetting that that's needs to be done there just for on, on all ends. I mean, I, I know I, I guess sitting down and deciding what the vetting would, would be, would be interesting, but that's, that's something that's going to, I mean, you're seeing that more and more theaters have well, to do it. I think vetting is important, but I think also what do you, cause you could vet all day. And I mean, I've had people interview and you're like, you're the best person in the world. And then all of a sudden they're doing the job and you're like, uh, no, thank you. Um, you're not good. I think it's important is what that company does with that director that's important after you see that. I think as a parent or even just a cast member, if the production company is not respecting that and allowing those people to be an authority, then do what you did. Step away. And eventually, obviously, people will be like, why is no one coming out? Well, let's see if you could use your frontal lobe. You know, like, right. so I think I think that's definitely true. And I think the best thing that people could do is try it. If they suck, walk away. And then you could say, what you're doing right now, vent about it. And then people will go, yeah, the same experience. It's just not fun there. And maybe they'll wake up and see, well, we need to change this. Cause I've been, I've been baited and switched. And the other reality of it is directors, choreographers, production teams, us as humans, you as a teacher, we have days where we're just not nice. You're like, crap. I went, I was too cranky today. Or I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And if you, but it's again, what do they do with that? And I think that's the most important. And that person should have been gone probably that day. That should have been, hey, we got a new director. Come on back, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, now, granted, the highest I've ever, I've ever been on, on the totem pole is director. And, you know, and I was lucky enough to have, you know, great producers both times I've directed. And, you know, just you know, helpful, you know, checking in on me, making sure I had everything I needed. Everybody doesn't get that, you know, because I have other friends who have been directing for years and they're like, yeah, it's not always like that. Don't get used to that is what they tell me. Right. It's it's not always like that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? But thank you for sharing the the experience with us. I'm sorry it was a bad experience, but I definitely think that you did the right thing there. And um, hopefully you guys get another opportunity very, very soon there. And um, it's good to just, you know, be able to talk about it. And for just other people, other directors listening to just really stop and think like, yeah, that's a, that's a good reminder. Well, you don't want that reputation as being a jerk director either, because it's a small community, like you said, and all of a sudden people like, Oh, they're on their phone the whole time or they yell the whole time. 
you start getting a reputation, well, then people stop coming out for your shows, you know? Sure. And I feel like I gotta, and I feel like I, I, I feel like I, I have to close the story. My daughter has continued acting. You know, Woo-hoo! she's she's been in a couple. You know, she's been in a couple Shakespeare shows. She's been in a couple, you know, straight plays. You know, so she's still doing it. She's still enjoying it, and we've had great experiences. Well, good. Uh, so yeah, it, it hasn't been an issue since. Well, J.K., I have a I have a bigger question. How come I haven't seen you at Legendary yet? <laughs> You don't have to answer that because I don't want to know the answer. But no, really, come on out. We'd love to have you guys here and just visit us at the theater or maybe come out for some productions. And I direct most of the shows and I'm not a jerk. At least I don't think so. <laughs> no, but really, but really love to have you and come, come. And I truly tell the cast this all the time when they're not involved with our shows. I love when they share and post other companies. We're a small community. I think we could have more camaraderie and more chem like you know support for each other in this area so absolutely absolutely but, I, I i love to I, I would absolutely love to. all right well jk thank you for calling in thank you for being a listener yes it's cool and thanks thanks and it was nice meeting you and well we'll chat again soon hopefully at a show oh yeah absolutely sure. talking to you guys. all right all thanks good. jk we'll all right Bye. And thank you all for listening. Uh, this is uh, closing out this episode of the Upstaging Gentleman podcast. Later. Later.